Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast time for you as we are closing in on the end of the week. It's Thursday. Man, Big Zoo is here. What's up, man? What is up, Jerry? How you doing today? I'm good. You know, I thought it interesting to talk to you um, because it's uh, over a week now that we did the um, the live show oh, in yeah. Long Island. I'm just curious. So you were you were around for the first one, I was. right? The one in Jersey City. Yep, the one. Yeah, I've yep. been to the Jersey City. I've never actually been to Bar A, so those are the ones I can't, uh, or the uh, Jersey Shore kickoff, so I can't speak to any of those. Well, but... that's different. That's yeah. a radio show. I mean, oh, I'm fair. talking about the live show, you know, on the stage with the... Uncensored. Of, yeah, that too. How did you think the two compared? It's interesting, man, because I think we spoke about this a little bit uh, that night, maybe. But um, it was definitely, I felt, a slightly bigger venue. Yeah, sure, it was. Um, it went from 400 to 1250, I think. They had the two bars, which I thought definitely probably helped the fans out. But there was some type of feeling about the um, about the why can't I think of Whitehall Whitehall right Yeah, yeah Jersey City. Probably yeah. it was the first one, bro. I, I just felt like that there was just something that an energy there that okay. was just different. I, yeah. I loved. I thought the first one was incredible. I thought this one was incredible too. It different though. Yes, it was yeah. just more of a, a hardcore vibe over in Jersey City. Fair enough. Well, and I think you get that when you're talking about. 400 people which is really 200 couples yeah. essentially as opposed to what turned out to be i think it was almost 1300 at the paramount which is Ooh. amazing which struck me as so odd and you kind of um just touched on it the dear and i think this goes to show how people get comfortable talking in front of big groups you know when we do the live shows i remember when we first started doing them 
with Boomer and Carton. 40, 50, 60 people there. It's nerve-wracking the first time because you got people staring at you. But then as you do it, it didn't matter if it was 50 or 60 people or if it was 250 people at Bar A or Headliner or wherever it was. And then I remember going into Jersey City thinking, wow, like this is really on a stage and looking out uh, hundreds of people and thinking, me and Al have to start this. <laughs> like it's, it was the Boomer and Geo live show, and yet we're the sacrificial lambs oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> to yeah. go out there. And I don't mean it that way, but you, like we're no, but the first the ones. Crowd. Yes. We were like the, the warm-up comic that hoping that you get some sort of a response uh-huh. from the people in the crowd. And I felt like, you know, the, the first one at Jersey City, I remember being nervous, and it went away very quickly, and then you kind of settle in. What was so interesting, though, about the Paramount was, again, 1,300 people as compared to 400. Bigger, wider, people above you, yes, and yet no nerves whatsoever because we had been there and done that. And also going out there, to me, whether it was 400 or 1,300, it looked the same. Yep. It was just the same amount of people that you could actually see with the lightning looking at you, and it it was kind of cool doing it. It's really funny you say that. Because I was just thinking to myself, even before you mentioned the attendance numbers and all those things, I'm like... Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I know this place was bigger, but I was like, it must not have been that much bigger. But when you actually break it three down, times. it's almost, it's a thousand more people. Yeah, That's, it's three times the size. It's insanity. And I, it, to your point, it didn't feel like that at all. And I always have kind of felt very comfortable in front of people. Yeah, uh, I have no problem looking any type of way, doing any type of thing, clearly, as people see on this show. But um, it's uh, it was it was just kind of nice yeah. because, like like you said, it wasn't nerve wracking. It wasn't like oh wow, it's just fun. Yeah, you're at fun. this theater that like legitimate artists play. Yeah, Dice Clay was there two nights <laughs> after us. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> Nikki like, Glaser is doing a stand up there in April. Yeah, like we're warming this thing up for some of the biggest comics, yeah. not only in the world right now, but. 
Andrew Dice Clay over the last like forty years, and just a great, great venue. But I'm I've always been one that's been fascinated by the amount of people in an arena there to watch one, <laughs> two, four people on stage do something. And obviously, I'm not. We're not talking at um, numbers like that, but. Like anytime I go to a concert, I'm just blown away by how many people are there for the one specific artist mm-hmm. and those songs or for the one comic and just him. And in and on a much smaller scale, like that's what that was for us. And it was really cool. Yeah. And it's it's one of those moments where you kind of and I got to uh I got to, you guys did the uh, VIP stuff. I yeah. kind of went out into the crowd because I didn't have any obligations. So I went amongst the people, went to the bar. And it's just kind of nice when you put on something like that because for me, like it's it's always cool to feel the love, all those types of things. It oh, makes sure. you feel a lot better. But that's for people. Like people paid for that. People like took money out of their pockets yeah. and said, "I'm coming here." Yeah. And when that happens, you want to make sure they had a hell of a time. Yep. And going through the bar, going through the crowd, I taking the pictures, doing the drinks, doing the shots, you know, buying people a drink, them buying me drinks. Thank you, by the way, to everybody out there. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that it just shows that, Hey, they had a good time. They, they enjoyed themselves. And to me, if you can do that paired with the fact that they're showing love to, and you get that little endorphin kick, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It is great. It's also funny how fast, like an hour and a half hour, 45 goes by, bro. We went, I felt like we went over. Uh, we Uh, might've (laughs) like, I felt like at one point we were like up there and I, I don't I don't remember what tipped me off to that but i was just looking i'm like trying to figure out like okay wait how much more do we have here? yeah yeah sure <laughs> and like then i see mirage come out and i'm like yeah. oh like that's the end here we go <laughs> and the other thing too before we move on because like one story i want to hit we hit you with the other thing too that is so before we get started i just want to say on behalf of every single met fan out there this is the rico bronya podcast on behalf of all of the people that were at chase stadium on that october night on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You always hear athletes talk about it. And I never thought in a setting like that that it it was true, and now I know it is is you don't hear the audience. No. Like when you are, like when Al and I went out there to do the warm-up part, and he had his things about Long Island that he hated. (laughs) Um, And while we didn't rehearse it, I mean, we had a run-through. I knew the things that Al picked out. So I had in my, I kind of knew how we were going to go back and forth, but it's not like we had lines scripted. But being in the moment with him and in even doing the musical chairs like I did and uh, doing the, 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 the basketball shoot, the shootout with, uh, competition with, with Speedy Claxton, I look back, I'm like, I didn't even hear the audience. Nope. Like, you're so just focused and locked in on what you're doing. Could have been booed. Could have been cheered. Now, I did hear the audience when I had very little part in what was going on on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a couple of things where I think playfully there were people booing I'm not going to say who was on stage, but I remember thinking like, oh, that sucks. Jeez. Oh, but when I was doing what I had to do, no recollection of what the audience reaction was or wasn't, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. See, I uh, I don't know if I would uh, necessarily say I'm I'm 100% in the same boat, 
because I like to play to the audience. Sure. So there are some parts of me like when I when I came when I come out and you got the crowd work you're trying to work the crowd up into a little bit of a frenzy there. Right, so sure. I am feeling them out. But like other than that, like I I remember I'm, I didn't have much to do. I mean, I finished uh yeah. the toy truck pretty, quickly. Pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty damn quick. I'm very proud of myself by the way. Um but I remember I'm standing there kind of trying to act, a, oh, yeah, I'm still doing this. And I could just start hearing, like, a couple of dudes in the upper deck, like, shouting down. And I was yeah. like, you know, oh, let's have some fun, you know, give them some love. Like, if, like in those moments, like, it's cool. But, like, yeah, to your point, you hear all the reactions for everybody else and you go, you know, wow, that's a big, you know, yeah. roar. And then, uh, you know, they're booing. But at the same time, that's what we do. We are, we're in a business of making reactions yes and if you don't got one that's the problem yes the last thing you want to be is just kind of down the middle and whatever you're like oh hey yeah pretty much <laughs> um and i don't know my guess is we'll do another one i'd be surprised if we didn't because yeah. the first two were successful oh hell and yeah. i would be interesting to see if we increase the venue size a little more i don't know if we would or we wouldn't i don't know if that's our sweet spot um, but we shall see. I want to hit you I, with. Can I tell you real quick? Yeah, yeah. The dream, and I don't know if I would. Madison Square Garden. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, that's the biggest dream. But I was going to say something like Radio City, or Beacon. I was going to say the Beacon. That, I think the Beacon is. The Beacon something. is what four thousand, three thousand. I went and saw Jerry Seinfeld there. Yeah, I think there. it's four. Like is it four thousand? Like fully packed. I think it's four. See, it really is. It's it's interesting because. Um, when you look at the way the tickets sold, again, 1,300 tickets sold out in about four minutes, I think. Insane. This time. So you sit there and wonder, what is the actual number then? Is it 2,600? Is mm -hmm. it, could we do 4,000? Or are we starting to reach now? I don't know. Exactly. Is it 5,000? Is it 1,400? <laughs> you know? So I think we'll do another one probably in five. I would love to do Red Bank, Count Basie down in Jersey. Is that a beautiful big, uh... theater? Yeah. It's very similar to the Paramount, meaning this, the town is great, great theater, good acts. Nice. That would actually be fun, and it's 10 minutes from where I live. Is there a, am I crazy? I've only been to this place once. I really don't know how many people it fits. I, I, I'm probably overshooting here, but uh, what's the P, what's the deal with, like, the PNC Art Center? Yeah, that's a big It's venue. a big place? Oh, yeah, 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 I know they have the lawn, but, like, yes. the seating, it's, like, 5,000. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the number is. PNC a is a legit outdoor amphitheater. Gotcha. And they get major acts in there. Yeah, I saw, what did I see there? I saw Jordan Davis there opening up for... I don't remember. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I left after Jordan Davis went on. Right. But we. But they've had. I mean, you name it. They've had them there. Yeah. So. I, I saw Brad Paisley there in high school. Okay. Yeah, it sounds about right. Wow. But that's another place. Ten minutes from my house. Really? Love that. Yeah. I wish I would have known you then. I could have stayed over. Right. <laughs> Let's look at nuts. All right. I'm going to read this for you. Ready? A NASA spacecraft. This is from the Post. Ooh. That recently returned from deep space has deep. been relaunched for a mission to study. The God of Chaos asteroid as it begins to near Earth's orbit. Oh, this is good. So when you first read that, I'm like, whoa, that's starting to sound like the movie. Mm -hmm. And oh, what are we again. talking about here? But this is where, like, newspapers can be alarmists. You go on to read this. And while, yes, it's concerning, number one, it's not going to be passing by Earth until 2029. Yeah. So we're still six years away from that. But two... It also says it's going to be, it's not coming anywhere near us. It's a flyby. And yes, close, closer than ever. But um, I guess what, I guess the concerning part is they say it's coming as close as it happens since the dawn of recorded history. Oh, that's but good. It's, but it's not hitting us. Yeah. It's and not going to hit us. And here's us. the other thing. You said 2029, right? Yes. I mean, April there's a better chance we take ourselves out. It'll be, 
Like, honestly. So I'll say that in a second. I'll save that for a second. So it's going to be 20,000 miles away, closer than some man-made satellites. That's fine, understandable, and could be visible in the Eastern Hemisphere. Um, It measures 370 yards across, and it only comes this close to Earth every 7,500 years. Okay, so this is my point. It's going to get within 20,000 miles of us. It's not impacting us. No. And the next time it comes around is in 7,500 years. Yeah, there's going to be a new batch of people that have their own history by then. Maybe. (laughs) And so then you go back to what you just said, and this goes back to we were talking about the Otani deal, deferring for 20 years down the road. There is so much crap going on in the world right now. Uh Uh-huh. Let's just take this, how about week by week? Yeah. But we're worried about 7,500 years from now. It blows my mind, bro, because that's exactly to your point. Yo, tomorrow... Everything could pop off, and what we all know right now it is could be gone. gone. Yes, and that's just that's the reality. It's a we, scared re- and sad reality, but yeah. true. And we have, and you have to ignore. Like nobody out there should be thinking of existential crisis no, all the no, time. No, no, no. But it can happen, and the unfortunate thing is, if you if it does happen, you got to be prepared. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't know that there's any preparation for what could happen. Yeah, now let's hope it doesn't. And every yeah. day we kind of go by here and we go about our business, but. Like, even talking to Al last week, you know, we're sitting here getting ready for the holidays, and we're worried about the NFL playoffs, and yet you go into Israel. I mean, the stuff that's going on yep. right now. In the Middle people East. Are, we almost Europe. forget about Ukraine and Russia, and it is a mess. Right Other parts of Western, uh, yeah, Western Europe where you got a lot of rioting going on. You have a lot of uh, social and, inju- like, not you know, good times. riots and whatnot. So it's across the entire world. Yes. We're in a complete and utter... Uh, chaos in different parts of the world. Yeah, and it's not get, and it's not. Unfortunately, it's probably not getting better anytime soon. But well, let's hope it does. Exactly, and we can all be happy in the meantime, as happy as we can be. Yes. With that, happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, brother, uh, and everybody out there. This is the uh, the final actual podcast of 2023. So wow. you and Flegelman did the last two with me. It's an honor. I got the actual last one though. We got you got the penalty. That is true. That is true. <laughs> he got the uh, the last one, Eve, and you got the last one, yeah, basically. Uh, So the next time Al and I will join you on the podcast will be Tuesday, January 2nd of 2024. Everybody be safe out there. I will be back here with uh, CeeLo tomorrow with Zoo and uh, Flegelman as well. So 6 to 10 tomorrow, and then everybody's back 5 a.m. on Tuesday, 6 to 10 with Boomer and Geo, and then the podcast will uh, come right after that. So, Zoo, thanks very much. Uh, Happy holidays, and we'll see you on the other side. Zoo!